0: I remember being in elementary school and we did have a career day. And one of my classmates, he stated that he wants to be a nurse. And many of our classmates were questioning him, like, why would you want to be a nurse? Isn't that for girls? And when I thought about creating this book, that exact experience resonated with me because I think it's very applicable to elementary students. They probably have the same conversations. I really wanted to make this book very relatable for girls and boys who read it.
1: Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast from Azuma, where we share motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. And we're your hosts for this episode. Today, we're talking with Jamila, the owner of J.H. Lindo, a children's media company that is dedicated to empowering children, particularly young girls, to explore and pursue careers in STEM fields by celebrating STEM exploration and promoting representation and inclusion. Jamila, welcome.
0: Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. So, Jamila.
2: Before we get into talking about your business, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you grew up, and whether or not any of your upbringing led you to starting this business.
0: So I was born in Jamaica and I moved around a lot. I moved to London when I was two years old and I spent six years there prior to moving to the United States and grew up in New York City, which was a very fun experience. I went to college, and I studied civil engineering. I noticed that there weren't many girls in my class, and I think it really clicked once we were at graduation and we were crossing the stage. And I actually was able to count all the girls in my class on my hand. <laughs> so, out of over a hundred students, there are about just ten girls. I thought it was very unfortunate, and I asked myself why. I replayed various moments in my academic career to answer why weren't there many girls in my class one encounter really sticks out the most i was tutoring a high school girl when i told her i was studying to be a civil engineer she was very surprised and almost concerned for me she said why do you want to drive a train like why would you ever do that and i thought to myself well she's about 17 or 18 years old almost Went to graduate and she doesn't fully understand what an engineer does. It's not her fault, of course. I just think it just happens to deal with like her experiences. Her experiences haven't allowed her to explore engineering, or maybe she didn't think of herself becoming an engineer. So I really wanted all girls to see themselves as an engineer. And that was really my answer to the problem. Like, why weren't there many girls in engineering? So In order to solve this problem, I had to think of numerous approaches. And my first was that how can I introduce engineering without walking into someone's home like a stranger? And I think books are a wonderful way to do so because you're able to read it with your parents, your grandparents, your teachers. And it's really a great way to explore various careers and stories. And it really brings people together. So that's really how I got started with my book. But it really inspired me to expand different product selection, because I believe problems have numerous solutions and numerous approaches. One book won't necessarily solve everything, but it might make a small difference. And if there are additional products that can do the same, maybe it adds up to make a larger difference as well.
2: Wow, that is not what I was expecting. I that is really neat. You went to school to be a civil engineer, but now you're all of a sudden kind of shifting and saying, but I need to become an author. Did you feel equipped to start writing?
0: As a child, I loved to read and I always wanted to be an author. So I think at the back of my mindset, whatever I do, I would love to be an author as well. So although I did civil engineering, I think the main accomplishment from receiving that degree is not that... I can become a civil engineer. It's that I can become a problem solver.
2: So Jamila, tell us a little bit more about the book. Can you give us a quick summary?
0: So we have the star of our book, Hannah, who is preparing for our career day at school. And she's very excited, but she has no idea what career to choose. So each time she chooses a career, whether it be a veterinarian, a pilot, her classmates question Why do you choose to pursue a career that seems mainly for boys or for men? It really gets Hannah thinking, well, are these careers for men? Then then what can I do? And she turns to her mother, who is a structural engineer, who assures her that she could be whatever she wants to be. And gender does not matter at all. So that's really the message that the book shares with readers.
1: That's great. So have there been experiences in your life that have inspired the characters of this book?
0: Yeah, but I think it was me as a bystander. Like, for example, I remember being in elementary school and we did have a career day. And one of my classmates, he stated that he wants to be a nurse. And many of our classmates were questioning him, like, why would you want to be a nurse? Isn't that for girls? And when I thought about creating this book, that exact experience resonated with me, because I think it's very applicable to elementary students. They probably have the same conversations. I really wanted to make this book very relatable for girls and boys who read it.
1: I think you've accomplished that.
2: Well, I'm seeing here on the Amazon, just looking through the reviews, and you've got lots of reviews, 4.9 out of 5 stars. That's awesome. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. And one review that stands out, I think it was a dad who just gifted his daughter the book. He just gave his daughter the book for a good night story. And he reminds that uh, how she was saying, oh, girls can do anything. I'm not sure if he expected much from the book, but just seeing his daughter have that outlook, I think that was really inspiring. I really enjoyed that one. That's the one that just stands out in the back of my mind.
2: Yes, found that one, actually. He says, I have not read this book, but the person I gave it to as it arrived just in time for bedtime at our home wanted me to say to the author, and I quote, Girls can do anything. That's my daughter. Thank you for this book. Namaste. Yeah, that's got to be very fulfilling.
0: Yeah, and it really is.
1: I'm looking at your website, and there's this picture of this amazing girl in Kenya with her school in the background. and Cutest can be holding this book that says girls can be engineers. Is this book influencing people all over the world? Or How, how did you get, you get it that? to Kenya? Yeah.
0: One of the biggest motivators, again, for me was ensuring that all kids are able to read my book. I really didn't want it to be limited to those who just purchase online. I really wanted to be able to donate books to various communities, as well as like organizations. So that became a big motivator. When I first started selling my book and doing my fundraising for my Kickstarter, I made sure that a portion was able to be dedicated to donations. So I could donate books to homeless shelters and hospitals and organizations such as Books for Africa, which allowed me to ensure that my book can be in that girl's hands. So it really became a really great part of my journey as an author.
2: That is really neat. So stepping back a little bit then. It's one thing to write a book and it's another to actually have it illustrated and published and everything like that. Did you catch a break along the way or what was that journey like to actually get it in print with the cover and everything?
0: I'm a very, oh, I'll do it tomorrow kind of person. (laughs) I think we can all (laughs) agree of that. So I really had to give myself a timeline, really ensuring that I have different team members in place whether it be an editor and an illustrator that can help me make this dream a reality. So really getting that timeline together and ensuring that each deadline was met was really one of my focuses in order to get that book out and published. Wow. So
2: holding yourself accountable to your own plan.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: How long was that process of writing to having it published and printed?
0: So I started in September, I believe. And my illustrator, we all got everything together by April. So from September to April was our timeline. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So just a few months. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that that's <seems> fast.
1: <laughs> So having never even delved into any bit of the publisher world, I don't want to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but self-publishing, I mean, it's literally all on you. What was that like, trying to come to all the resources together that you would need to actually make this happen?
0: I think it was chaotic to begin with because you're just trying to learn as you go. But I think once you get your team players, like your editor, your proofreader, your beta readers, and your illustrator to help you review the book, it really helps everything just come together nicely. So I think once I had those really power players on my team, I was able to execute much faster.
1: And how do you find the power players? Is this Google search? <laughs> or, or what? Is there a society where you can look them up? Or how does that even come together
0: yeah so i used reedsy r-e-e-d-s-y to find my editor and for my illustrator i just went on amazon and looked at illustrations that really pop out at me and i just googled the illustrator's name i think that's the most easiest way to find an illustrator because 10 out of 10 you'll find their website or their instagram or social media page and you could just contact them right then and there Google search became my best friend as well. So that really helped.
1: (laughs) Yeah. When you started out on this adventure, were you telling your friends about it? Was there a lot of encouragement and help along the way? Or what kind of outside influences did you have as you went on this journey?
0: I didn't tell any of my friends. They were very surprised (laughs) when I just popped up with a book. They said, why didn't you tell us about it? I showed my mom and she is a great person to provide feedback. I also found people on Facebook groups. I said let's see what you think about this book and provide some feedback as well as teachers, whether it's the STEM teachers, especially, they really provided some great feedback on how to use the book as a resource for their classes and really how we can make the story more enjoyable for students. So I think just finding people through Facebook groups and my mom, they all became a great resource as I really molded this book into the final product.
1: That's that's great. So, you've written this amazing book. Was there an influence in your life that got you excited about STEM?
0: I think it all started as a high school student. And it's actually why I resonated with the girl that I had tutored whilst doing my undergrad. So, in high school, I didn't really know what an engineer did either. I think when I was a junior, that's when I fully decided to explore the career path because my chemistry teacher, he actually did electrical engineering. And I went to an all girls school and as a male teacher, I think he felt a responsibility to encourage all the girls in our class to really explore our interests and also explore STEM. So he encouraged me to pursue an engineering summer camp that I really enjoyed. So I think that was the main influence in my engineering career. Wow.
2: So Jamila, as you graduated college, you realized that you were one of 10 girls in your graduating class. And I imagine as you moved into your career, looking around, you may not have seen too many black women engineers. What was that experience like?
0: I remember, as you say that, like once I noticed that there were 10 girls in my class, I noticed that I was the only person of color. I was the only black girl. I also noticed that in my classroom, like sometimes I'll be the only girl, sometimes I'll be the only black girl, either or. And in the professional world, I sometimes noticed that sometimes it would just be me and one other person or just me as well. But I did find that everyone was very supportive, which was very nice. Like I could always ask questions as much as possible and find finding the community among the women in engineering. So already, we already had SWE, Society of Women Engineers, in college but you're still able to be active in your professional career. So really continuing that community became a really big part. But thankfully, I've always found support in the engineering community, despite it being male-dominated.
1: That's great to hear that you had support and that there's society set up to help provide the support that you need in, in that occupation. Do you feel like this book is, in a way, doing that same thing for young girls that are looking to get into STEM?
0: I think so, because I think it normalizes just the image of women in STEM and women in engineering, which really just brings more girls together who are curious and interested about STEM and engineering. And one thing that I noticed is that some schools will purchase a bulk of books for their classroom. So some teachers will be sending me photos of girls in their classroom having the same book of girls can be engineers. And I think that alone just forms a community because once they read it, they also have a group of girls to talk and discuss the main themes of the book like gender equality and women's and girls empowerment.
2: That is really neat. So Jamila, on your website, it says J.H. Lindo is a children's media company. It sounds like this book has grown into more than just a book. How is it uh, leading you down this media path?
0: Once I completed the book. And I thought to myself, well, there are tons of other things that I could do as well, just to encourage girls and inspire them in various different mediums. So I thought first we have the girls can be engineers, but I also would love to do a second book that complements the first one. And I also think that there's possibilities for more interactive STEM problem solving and puzzles. There's various other ways that we can introduce STEM as well. So I think that's what inspired the media company, because there's a problem that can be solved in numerous ways and numerous approaches. And I think this book is a small part of a solution. So I definitely think there are more ways to encourage girls and other children to explore engineering and STEM.
2: Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking at one of these classroom posters you have on the website, and it's got uh, Hannah standing there on the picture. And it says an engineer is someone who asks questions, solves problems, changes the world, explores possibilities, shares ideas, never gives up. It's a great way of illuminating what it actually means to be an engineer for a young girl instead of it just being this foreign thing that they don't comprehend at all. Yeah, this is opening their eyes to what it actually means instead of just this complex, far-off concept. Love that!
0: Just being able to simplify it with posters. Like I read in a research article that a student she suggested that there are more posters of girls in STEM around in the school because there weren't many in the classroom. So I found that posters are another more academic solution in order to improve that environment that children are in every day. I really just provides them with a bit more exposure and inspiration as well, because I also read that a large number of STEM characters in textbooks happen to be male as well. So really putting that image of girls in STEM all across their textbooks and posters in the classroom, I think will be very beneficial for their encouragement.
2: Absolutely. So Jamila, where are things now? What's your goals at this point? I mean, you have the book, it's published, it's out there, it can be bought. Where is that leading you?
0: I think as to what's next, I'm currently working on a coloring book that really goes through each engineering career. And it has a diverse perspective on the races and the religions and just the girls that are participating in these engineering careers. So it really puts a spotlight on them. For example, we'll see software engineers, material engineers, industrial in this coloring book. So that really makes me excited that girls as young as six years old can color and ask like, oh, what's an industrial engineer? I want to learn more about that. So I'm very excited to see where the coloring book leads. And I'm also hoping to do puzzles in the future and also release a second book that complements my first book, Girls Can Be Engineers.
2: Wow, you're really down this creative path. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine you're still working as a civil engineer. Is that right?
0: I did civil for about a year after graduation. And then I did my master's in construction management. I also interned at Microsoft for their construction team for data centers. And most recently was a technical program manager at Meta. But unfortunately, with the current layoffs, I was unfortunately one of those 11,000 people. So currently searching for a job, but keeping myself busy with these numerous projects.
1: Yeah. Sounds like you've got plenty to do here. And the vision that you have for this is big. Yeah. So there's, there's a, lot, a lot of good you can do with this.
2: How do you compare this aspect of your life, this creative entrepreneurial vision pursuit compared to working in corporate tech companies?
0: I resonate more of the product, I believe, because it's something that I'm creating and I'm putting out into the world. And I'm also able to do like workshops and interact more with kids and their families and teachers. So there's a lot to do, basically.
2: Right. Yeah, much more diverse responsibilities, I guess. Exactly.
0: Yes, much more diverse responsibilities.
1: <laughs> That's cool. And what was one of the more enjoyable things that you learned along this journey of writing and publishing this book?
0: I think being able to talk with kids, because for example, I've been able to work with the Girl Scouts in New York, and I really was able to talk to girls about my book, as well as different schools. Although I've produced the book, I think creating a conversation that the book has sparked and speaking of young girls and parents and teachers about the book, I think that's my favorite part, because the book has a lot of meaning in terms of women empowerment, women and girls empowerment, gender equality. I think that a lot of topics that matter in this day and time. So I really enjoy this conversation that it sparks.
2: So Jamila, you've accomplished a lot. You've overcome a lot of challenges, but I imagine you see maybe some challenges ahead. But in spite of all of that, what is it that keeps you going every day in your small business?
0: From the book, I received really an astounding amount of really nice feedback and really seeing how the book can create a difference and a change in a little girl's life. So I think being able to continue that and make an even greater impact really keeps me going every day.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, Jamila. It's really been a pleasure learning about you and and your business.
1: Yeah, we wish you all the best and keep fighting this fight. This is a a double cause that you're doing here.
0: Thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you listeners for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausacom slash keep going and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And if you are looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our keep going Facebook group and check out our website at mazumausa.com.